Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live. We are hey, we're live, pal. So sorry for the delay, everyone. We had a little bit of a miscommunication where we had two streams set and one of them was private and one of them was not. But of course, this is the non-private one that you all have been waiting for. I can't see the comment section. I'm sure Casey can. And people are probably like, someday they'll be on time. Uh, We thought we were going to be on time. We even said, wow, we're going to go live on time this time. But then guess what happens? (laughs) There was a miscommunication. So we're five minutes late, six minutes late. Yeah, see, there you go. Matt Evans, how many minutes late today? We're actually on time. We just went live on the wrong stream so we're starting we're going to redo all the introductions we're going to start with we have two alexes i'm trying to remember what i said in the previous uh-huh. we have two alexes today we have cool alex and regular alex or uncool alex unleaded alex canadian alex oh. bootlegged alex whatever you want to call him so i'm going to start with unleaded alex how's life up in canada jose we i i, I can't lie to america we had the most hilarious witty banter <laughs> on the the private stream it, it would be disingenuous to try and repeat it. So I'll just say, sorry, guys, you missed out. You missed out already on the best part. Well, no, the show's only going to get better. But you missed out on a hot, hot start to the show. We had some hilarious, we had, we had a bunch of two Alex jokes. And there's some jokes about Arizona. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it was Alex Davis' birthday yesterday. That's the most important thing. I think that needs to not be lost. Okay. Alex Davis, it was your birthday. You peed yes. in the pool. All right, next story. <laughs> oh, no. Old news. Anyway, of course. <laughs> Everyone in the comments, please wish happy birthday to Alex Savas. Yeah. And yeah. and happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are watching this, because uh, I'm sure there's one or two. But uh, Casey's up to good in Englewood. A.K. Lee is still stuck in Canada, but that's nothing new. It was Alex's birthday. Arizona has a crazy amount of coronavirus positive tests. And there's your witty banter for the day. I'm Jose. <laughs> we got two Alexes. We got Casey Lydon. Esther's probably somewhere in the background, too. Uh questions you can ask why did i say it like that you can ask questions uh on twitter or the site on mafight.com uh use hashtag the a side you know the rules casey what's our first question i don't i just want to hop right into it since we're already late please questions you can ask answers we give thanks Curious on from Joey Jiu Jitsu MMA Triple J. Curious on hashtag the A side. Opinion on Mike Perry going with no coaches in his corner, especially in the Apex where fighters have said they were able to hear their coaches telling them what to do. Uh, so, regular Alex, I'll start with you since you look puzzled. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the tale. Uh, Mike Perry is not bringing any coaches uh, or his old coaches to corner him against Mickey Gall at UFC Vegas four at the UFC apex this weekend. Instead, he is just bringing his girlfriend. Uh, so your thoughts and opinions on Mike on platinum, Mike Perry. Uh, yes. And just to provide a little more background for, for people who don't follow the, the, as the world turns ongoing drama of Mike Perry's life. Uh, we are not talking about the, the platinum princess. I I think remember, uh, that was his wife. That was his wife. Yes. Well, that was his wife. I mean, and then unfortunately, of course, that now his, his ex-wife now. Uh, sorry, uh, Casey. What's her Danielle? What was her name? Danielle. Again? Danielle. Dan- Danielle. I forgot her last name, but it was Danielle. Well, the former Danielle Perry, I suppose. Now, uh, so we are not talking about her. He has a new girlfriend. So, if you want to know all about that, follow Mike Perry's Instagram. Uh, he's young, young, and once again in love. And he has said his girlfriend, yes, will be his only, the only person in his corner. He says it's all he needs. Uh, what is my opinion? I think it's ridiculous, of course, as I think many things that Mike Perry does. So uh, really, I might be the wrong person to ask. I don't find anything this guy does amusing or or beneficial to his career. But again, hey, I'm not in the UFC. He's got he's you know, he's got a, a bunch of good performances. So, uh, you know, I think it's absurd. I think he needs to have actual coaches. Uh, it's a tough fight too. Mickey Gall It's not some guy he's going to he's going to walk. There's no one at this level he can just walk over. So, uh, no, absurd. Cool. Alex, your thoughts on Mike Perry only having his girlfriend corner him? I'm living for this. Like, I honestly, this is what I'm so excited to see this weekend. Um, I don't care about the main event that much. I really just want to see how this plays out. I mean, he did say that she's not going to be, like, coaching him. She's just there to have, like, the best seat in the house, I guess, for the he wanted to put on a good show for her. So having absolutely no coach, that's a risk, but maybe not. I mean, maybe sometimes – I feel like sometimes – if I was in the octagon and my coach was like yelling at me, I think I might get like frustrated. So maybe he's the same way and he just wants to have somebody there who's going to calm him down. I don't know. 
I can't wait to see how this plays out. Um, I kind of have a feeling, you know, he was like, he was making statements that like he worships her and he like prays to her at night. Like she is his God now. And I just kind of feel like we're going to see a little like PDA in between rounds. Does anyone else see that happening? 100% I see it happening. I'm here for the fighting, not the making out. Like Perry. Uh, by the way, sorry guys, the, the young lady's name is uh, Latori Gonzalez. She's not just Mike Perry's girlfriend. I'm sorry. Latori Gonzalez will be cornering on Mike Perry. Coach Latori. Coach, Coach Latori. yeah, come on. Get it right. <laughs> Respect, uh, Casey, Casey, your thoughts on Mike Perry only bringing uh, Coach Latori to his fight? There's absolutely rules, and yeah, and I don't I don't understand why coaches even have, I mean, fighters even have coaches anymore. I mean, yeah, this is, this is, next, this is the next level, the next next generation of mixed martial arts you know it's like it's just like yeah we we've moved past coaches you know so it's all about emotional support now so yeah and in yeah. professional tennis you can't receive coaching so i don't understand why it's different here you know <laughs> you're out there you're the fighter you figure it out yeah it's like yeah i mean i think yeah i think it should be you know, girlfriends ex-girlfriends um high school you know high school sweethearts yeah i think Basically, if you've if if you've held hands with the person, then they should be in your corner. So, Casey, when you have your inevitable amateur fight, are you just gonna have Fezzik and Rubella in your corner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only, only only your dogs, yeah. And then uh, when I get, when I get an ass kick, Fezzik will be just like rough. Euro, 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 okay. Uh, different, uh, different question. Ale- uh, other regular Alex, uh, are you surprised? at this move from Mike Perry. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Not, nothing this guy does surprises me. He's totally in that in that M- MMA weirdo uh, uh, classification. Like, no, nothing the guy does surprise me. What? It, it's funny you asked that, because really, yeah, my reaction when I saw that story pop up, I was just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is a, this is a Mike Perry thing to do. This is this is we're always talking about this guy for whatever reason. Here's another reason we're talking about him. Uh, I admit it is an intriguing story. I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I'm, I'm above it. No, I love stupid stuff like this, and I'll be very stupid? paying very close attention. Yeah, stupid, Casey. Oh. I'll be paying very close attention to the uh, audio uh, as, as I watch. And the good thing is, again, up in up in Canada on TSN, we usually don't get commercials. We usually get uh, we usually get all the corner, yeah, stuff. So I'll definitely be listening in. Oh, is there any fight in the history of the UFC where you go, please go the distance? I think this is the fight. Who I want to see every corner. I want to see in between. I want to see everything. It's like. Uh, even the fight, even the fight, whatever fight comes right before that, I don't really care if they even broadcast it. I just want a camera on them getting ready to walk out. That's all I want. Yeah. Like, Part of me is I'm kind of hoping for a Max Roscoff Drysdale situation where for some reason Mike Perry is kind of struggling to, to get out for the third and then we have to, and then his poor girlfriend has to motivate him. Uh, that I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a sick, sick part of me kind of wants to see that happen. My goodness. So it's like, Mike, if you don't get off the stool, you have to bring out the trash for a month. <laughs> something, I, I don't know, something like that. All right. Anyway, thank you for the question, Joey Jiu-Jitsu, a new commenter, or maybe I just don't remember, from At the Seaside, a longtime commenter. Is there any way Habib versus Justin, Justin Gaethje goes down anywhere other than Abu Dhabi? Why did you tag Justin Gaethje but not Habib? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, snitch, I'm sure... Snitch tagger. <laughs> is there any way? I'm sure there's a way, but Dana already said that Habib versus Justin Gaethje is most likely going down in Abu Dhabi in September because he did sign that. They do have that deal with Abu Dhabi where they're going to bring X amount of events uh, to that part of the world, but he did say the stuff going down on, quote, Fight Island is not part of that deal, so he was gonna, they were going in September anyway. Um, I would imagine Habib said he'd be ready in September after Ramadan and everything, so... And, but of course, he's dealing with what's going on with Fox. So of course, there's a way, but I don't. I assume that's where it's going to be, right, guys? Yeah, I mean, September's not really that far off when you think about it. So, mm-hmm. given the state, how much is going to change from now to then? Probably not much. So yeah, I would say it's probably a safe bet. Well, um, I, actually, you know, I don't. I don't think it's a safe bet because do we know where Habib will be training for that fight? That's a good point. If he's training well, in the states. And the fight could be in the states. I mean, I mean, why go to Abu Dhabi if they're not going to have a crowd there? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming things are staying the same or not going to be getting any better. Where they're going, they're going, it's not going. They're going to have, they're going to build like an arena just for the fight again, where they got fifteen thousand well, people. There's going to be no one I'm there. A, so, 
I'm assuming this is going to be part of the September. Like, they're going to go back to Abu Dhabi every September with a title fight. So if the UFC has an agreement with them, maybe they want to bring Habib. So he can... Because that's just my assumption. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only thinking that just because both fight, if Habib is doing his training camp in the States, both yeah. fighters would be in the States. And, yeah, I mean, maybe... Because, like, the whole... I would think the whole point of this whole deal in Abu Dhabi is about tourism, you know, and bringing mm-hmm. all these people to Abu Dhabi. And since it would be a, no, no one there and they're not, they're not going to have any big press events in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. then kind of what's the point? Maybe just kind of uh, whatever those whatever those contracted fights, they just move on to, they get bumped to another year. So I'm not saying yeah. it's I'm most likely it's in Abu Dhabi, but um, we there's a lot of variables we actually don't know, I think. Dana also said that he envisions going back and forth between Vegas and Abu Dhabi for the foreseeable future. He's not even thinking about crowds right now. Every yeah. single press conference. You guys all watch the scrums and press conferences in the, when I'm there and what have you. And everyone always asks, when are we getting crowds back? And Dana's always like, I'm not even thinking about right now. That is so far out of his mind. Uh, I had the theory that it was going to be Vegas, Abu Dhabi, Vegas, Abu Dhabi, like June, Vegas, July, Abu Dhabi, August, Vegas, September, Abu Dhabi. Like that could very well be how it is just so they can get international fighters fights. But other Alex, your thoughts? I'm, I'm a little sad that we've just kind of ruled out Jacksonville because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's been too long. Don't send me back. I feel like it's been too long since Jose has been there. Uh, I don't like to give, tell people all about our private Slack conversations, but I'm pretty sure at some point in the last few days you did say, like, man, I miss Jacksonville. Yeah. And I wish I had a reason to go back there. Uh, and can you imagine, man, Habib and Justin Gaethje in Jacksonville? I mean, it, that's like that's where I think it should be. Okay, so yeah. I don't want to bring out like our, our internal stuff too much public, but right. Jose started a new channel, and it's just about the bridges of Jacksonville, how he loves bridges. I was about to say it's, it's amazing. City like, of bridges. It's this whole amazing. Slack channel, and it's just like consume. Yeah. I get all these up, I get all these notifications middle of the night. Yeah. Like, dude, there's this new bridge in Jacksonville. I gotta check out, man. I really hope I really hope Gaethje and Habib's in Jacksonville. <laughs> This is Jose Youngs, I, by the way. Yeah, I wake up, yeah. I wake up to those notifications, and I'm just like, it just makes my day. I'm just like, it's going to be a good day when I see one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. It's the daily, it's the uh, daily bridge brief from Jose <laughs> Youngs. Anyway, Fantastic. I hope you answered your question. Duval! <laughs> Duval! That makes me sad. You Jack, make me Jack, You Jackson make me Rounds, sad. Jackson Rounds in our comments said, uh, Jacksonville, the Abu Dhabi of the South. <laughs> Bum Ali in the YouTube comments. How did you score Emmett versus Burgos fight? I had it a draw. And have you seen the UFC rankings? Shane has dropped to 15th after being ranked 10 for losing the fight of the year candidate. Such BS. We'll use this as a way. I'm sure we're going to have more questions about it. But I'm sure you guys all saw that memo that went around about the UFC rankings. Alex, I think you did a other Alex. I think you did a little bit of uh, poking into it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh I still so, am. So Alex is poking into it. I'm sure we're going to – do we have more questions about this, Casey? Should we just answer it now? Uh, we'll, we'll answer it now, yeah. All right. So other Alex, what are your thoughts on Burgos dropping down so far after fight of the year candidate and this memo going around to the UFC rankings panel? Yeah, it's a bit – I mean, the first part of the question, I, I thought it was a, a win for Emmett. I guess some people could have said first two rounds for Burgos and like a 10-8 for Emmett, I suppose. But I, I thought it was – I thought Emmett won two of the rounds. I didn't have much of an issue with that. Um yeah, the rankings is a little crazy. Uh, uh, what Jose was mentioning, the thing that was going around was uh, Eric Caval of, uh, I hope I pronounced the name right, of, of Miami News. He's part of the rankings panel, and he sent out a little segment of this briefing that all the voting panelists get. And it had some like suggestions kind of telling people, well, if Emmett wins this fight, this is what it should mean for him. If Burgos wins this fight, this is what it should mean for him. So there's a little bit of controversy over um, how much... Uh, the UFC or whoever handles these things for the UFC might be influencing voters. I will say I've spoken to a couple of people in the last few days, and I'll be speaking to more people uh, in, in the coming days. Uh, and they've said that, that they haven't felt influenced, and that that kind of note is is not like standard. Uh, not every fight has that. Oh, here's what you should do. So it does happen, but it's not for every every uh, ranked matchup. Um, yeah, I think him dropping so far is a little crazy. I mean, he did drop below Ryan Hall, which is fair. I mean, I don't even know why he was above Ryan Hall in the first place. So that's fine. Amen. But. Uh, He's also below uh, Sodiq Yusuf and uh, Jose Aldo, who's still ranked at 145 for some reason. So, yeah, that's literally insane. Um, I'd rather I'd rather see Emmett get a bigger bump um, than, than necessarily uh, penalize Burgos for that loss because it was a great fight. So, yeah, uh, very fishy and questionable ranking right there. Uh, cool, Alex and Casey, did you read that memo that went around? Yes, I did. I, no, I didn't. There was... Uh... 
they mentioned Bryce Mitchell in both of the fighters. Mm-hmm. Like, if Josh Emmett wins and loses, here's what happens. Shane Burgos, if he wins and loses, here's what happens. And they both compared them to Bryce Mitchell. So, to me, it sounds like they really want Bryce Mitchell yeah. in the rankings right now. Wait. So, this memo comes from who? The UFC. Wait, are, okay. we, sharing, are we sharing that? There's, they're I, I, working through like a third party. I will say there's okay. a third party involved, uh, but obviously they, they are that party is communicating with the UFC. There's, there's so there's some levels, uh, there's some degrees of separation between the UFC and the uh, voters. So it's basically for those of you who don't know, it's saying like if Josh loses, he's on and he's lost to the, his record in his last five fights is like what three and two. That's just a number that I made up. Like so he might drop down to fifteen. On the flip side, Bryce Mitchell is undefeated and has won four in a row. He should be ranked fifteen or something. Those that's not the exact language. That's just an mm-hmm. example. Uh, this could also, if this is has happened before, this could be the reason why Connor seems to always be ranked in the top ten, even though he takes like two years off. Uh, because we've I've seen a lot of I think uh, there we go. The there's for, yeah, there's the memo. Yeah up on the screen for those of you watching and for those of you just listening, uh, come to the channel or you can go to MMAfighting.com or Twitter. You can, I'm sure you can find it. Um, as Gilbert Burns pointed out, uh, Henry Cejudo retired, and about a week later he was pulled from the rankings. Conor McGregor has also retired. Dana White said, Conor's retired, I haven't talked to him, and yet he is still sitting up there in not just the... Well, the lightweight rankings, but also yeah. the pound for pound ranking. So yeah, some someone told me today. One of the people I spoke to today said uh, they use a they use like a pull. You know, it's a pull down menu. It's not like a write in names ballot. It's a pull down of options. Uh, and Cejudo is absent. You cannot. He has just gone from the options now. Conor McGregor is not. Conor McGregor is still an option to be voted in at one forty five. So there is some uh, you know how, something how going on. In how long has it been? For, for Cejudo or for Conor forty five. Conor was like two weeks or something. Oh, so oh, I'm not talking about retirement. I'm talking about since the retirement. Connor hasn't fought at featherweight uh, since UFC 194, which I think was December 2015, 2016. <laughs> uh-huh. 2015. Oh, so uh, sorry. What I want to point- I don't think he's in the featherweight rankings anymore. I think he's only ranked at lightweight. Well, I want to point out in this really oddly worded uh, memo is that I think what what they said, um, Burgos, like if he loses, he will be just three and two in his last five fights, which is a very weird way to say. He's on his three fight winning streak would be snapped. Like he was on a three fight winning streak, but somehow they made it turn into this guy. Oh, he's only three and two if he loses. It's just a very, it's very, we're twisting the numbers and make it sound very negative to justify anything. I am seeing, I am seeing some copying and pasting going on here, which, uh, which I don't blame them. I've done that many times in my own line of work. So, oh, wait, I shouldn't tell people that. Oh, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, I have you, Alex, were you ever on the, rankings panel other alex uh oh god no no goodness even no. back in the day i don't yeah, yeah i've never even want like back when they first announced it and it was like where you're ranked is how much money you'll get from reebok or something like that i was like no way am i partaking in that i'm not trying to decide who, who how much money people are making who's even on it how many more how many panelists are there there are now 22 uh, panelists currently listed on UFC.com, but some wow. of the websites I checked out go to like dead URLs, uh, domain, you know, domain for sale sites. So it's the and if you dig further into like the social media, it's sites that haven't been uh, updated since like 2015. There, there's a there's a Reddit thread that was made about five years ago, which covers some of this and mm-hmm. and addresses some of these sites that were dead back then and are still on the UFC rankings page and are still uh, don't exist anymore. So uh, I, I, I'm doing some more digging. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's, just, right. it's 22 people, maybe. That's about all we can say. Maybe, yeah. And but but for people who don't understand, why don't we participate in the UFC rankings? Oh well, I was gonna ask. I mean, I was gonna ask the other Alex. Uh, I'm sorry, the cool Alex. How would you feel if if you were approached to um to to give your vote on uh, UFC rankings? No, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, it's a weird um. Uh, I guess a uh, journalistic um, ethics issue because our now our subjective opinions will now be affecting title fights and how much how much these guys will get paid and justification for anything. So I, I just find it very um, it's weird. I think Ryan, the name should be I'll, like. I'll talk about yeah. I think so. So the people who vote they're not anonymous. No, you no. can you can go onto the rankings and like individually see each person's rankings uh, not anymore not anymore, not anymore? See, that, okay. that's, i haven't looked in a long time yeah that's a level of transparency that was removed i believe at the beginning of the year so so um, there's no way to even know if the rankings are correct based on what no. the 
Oh, so, so these see. Yeah. Okay, so the rankings, yeah. yeah. Okay, if we if we came and see the 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 scorecards from every all the other journalists, uh, the rankings, then we, we don't even know if the final rankings are correct. Correct. You do not. You have, we do. We do not have access to that information. Oh, okay. This this is BS. Then don't listen to UFC <laughs> rankings. Let's do, okay. I wish it was. Uh, none of you guys follow college sports, do you? So there's a, there's there's an AP poll and a coaches mm -hmm. poll. So yeah, the yeah. AP poll is uh, voted on by sports reporters, and then there's a completely separate poll voted on by coaches that actually coach the sport, uh, and it's usually pretty spot on, like similar. But they do make a note, so they'll say like Alabama ranks number one in both AP and coaches poll. It'll be like, and then like usually number one's always the same. But then, like, two through five can get a little different, but it's still top 25. So it'll be, like, uh, uh, Arizona State University, like, 17th in the coaches' poll, 20th in the AP poll. So I do like I the like difference that. between oh, – I, I like it a lot. And yeah. then there's even, like, a BCS one where uh, they vote for, like the, – there's, like, a panel that picks the top four for the college football. It's usually, it's usually the top four in some one of the rankings, but then it gets murky with divisions where, like, if – you don't win your division. Do you deserve to be in the college football playoffs? And that—that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but I like the two separate differentiating polls, where if coaches, MMA coaches voted, and sports reporters I, voted, and they had two different ones. I wouldn't hate that. Actually, I, I would. Wanna, I, I, I would wanna... like a media poll, a media poll, and a players rank, a players ranking, and a, a media ranking. That would be kind of cool. Like then, then you no, know, like so, like you no, know, so when they fight, oh, he's consensus number one in both the media and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, I, I wouldn't do coaches, but players, but whatever. But teammates, but, though. Teammates would vote for each other. That would be tricky. Well, co I don't know. Co coaches yeah. can rank it. Coaches are, are voting against their rivals, too, so it's the mm -hmm. same shit. Yeah, there's so much politics to it. Um, I'll say this to just I'll, uh, two notes before. I, was, I know we've been on this talk for a while, but uh, one is that uh, in, in defense of some of the people, I know we are all saying, like, it sounds crazy for us as journalists uh, or, or I mean, bloggers myself to, to be involved in influencing the rankings, things that could affect the livelihood of the fighters. I, I'll say some some of the people I've spoken to, they kind of went into it with, I, I would say, the best of intentions, as in, you know, they feel that they're qualified to help the rankings and want to want to make them credible. So again, that's that's just what I, I've heard, and and I, I understand that, that viewpoint. So uh, right or wrong, that's where I know that's where a lot of um, these panelists are approaching it from. Well, uh, and secondly, if I was involved in the rankings, uh, Ryan Hall would be making a lot more money right now, and probably would have fought for the UFC title at least three. Well, he would have fought and won. One, yeah, yeah. Well, one final. Question on on I have one final question on rankings. Mm -hmm. Alex, uh, cool, mm -hmm. Alex, you you're a fan of tennis, right? Yeah. How do they decide the rankings there? Is there like a panel? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that there's like pretty distinct like criteria. Like there's a there's a formula, I guess. It's right. not and just like subjective. Yeah. There's how's, also no... how's your elbow? Tennessee. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm sure we're going to have more questions on the poll, uh, polls and panels and what have you. But question on the site from Trumbo. Dustin Poirier position and lightweight top five. If Dustin beats Hooker, God damn it, guy. Listen, last name's first name, so I'm going to fix it. If Dustin Poirier beats Dan Hooker this weekend, what do you do with him next? He's an interesting position. I don't think anyone's calling to see him fight Habib Nurmagomedov again, but he has a win over Justin Gaethje. If Justin Gaethje manages to beat Habib and Dustin wins again, do you give Dustin another title shot? Even this is complicated because one would assume that Habib most certainly gets an immediate rematch if he loses. Connor seemingly has no interest in fighting Poirier. Is Poirier versus Ferguson the fight to make? Do you believe Poirier there to potentially kill off fresh contenders to the title like Dubronx? What do you do with Dustin Poirier? So, Casey, I'm going to start with you this time. If Dustin Poirier beats Dan Hooker, what do you do with him next? Um, well, if, if Gaethje wins, I think you do uh, Gaethje Poirier. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy this idea that Habib gets a, a rematch automatically. He's not, well, he's not a long running champ. I mean, he, he had, it was a long road to get to the championship, but him as a champion hasn't been that long. Mm -hmm. Um, and, if, uh, yeah. And if Habib wins, yeah, he most likely give him a number one contender, but I'm also not against a rematch. I mean, it's not the number one fight I want to see Habib fight, but if, if, if Habib rolls through Gaethje and, uh, which no one's no one's ever done that, but Habib gets your Gaethje, and then I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If you run it back with Poirier, don't matter. But uh, yeah. What if you What if you do uh, Tony versus D Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier for the number one contendership? So 
that means if Habib and Tony win, they could get that fight. Or if Dustin beats Tony, there's no argument that he gets a rematch with the with Habib if Habib wins. Because you can't beating you know, that Hooker does, and Ferguson back to back would be easy. That does sound better, actually. Um, yeah, if uh, if Dustin if, if if Dustin beats um, Hooker, uh, Poirier yeah. beats Hooker, um, and then Habib wins. Yeah, actually, yeah, Dustin versus Ferguson would be um, a pretty pretty legit fight. And um, and obviously, if if Dustin got through Dan Hooker, got through Tony Ferguson, he's earned his rematch. He he earned he his next ass kicking by <laughs> essentially. Cool, Alex. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, there's only so many ways to get them all, you know, back in there. So that what what you said, Jose, makes the most sense. Um, but again, this is all contingent on who be two and how that plays out. We also have uh, Paul Felder supposedly wants what well, is. In and out of retirement, I guess. He posted all those really gruesome photos of, like, injuries he's had over the years. Uh, Charles Oliver is obviously blitzing up the rankings. Then you got, like, 10 through 15 is... You could tell me Gregor Gillespie is ranked 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and I would believe you. Like, it seems like all five of the five or six of those guys uh, are just... I, I think Dubronx is the kind of the dark horse here. Like He I, 100% yeah, is, I think. Yeah, he's... he's He's looked up, but like Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta, Ally Quinta coming off losses. Connor's an anomaly. Dan Hooker's fighting Poirier. <laughs> Paul Felder's in and out of retirement. Um, yeah, it's rough. And does then it, who knows? Go ahead. Does it change anything if Hooker beats Poirier? Yeah. Well, Hooker, yeah Hooker, Hooker's a fresh matchup for either Gaethje or Habib. So I yeah, think. And, and Gaethje and Hooker kind of have had Twitter beef lately. With someone saying he's going to get murked and hookers like put your money where your mouth is and this and that. But then uh, there's also like some anomalies that could happen. Like what if Max Holloway loses to Volkanovski and decides he wants to go up to lightweight? Mm. Uh, Max Holloway could throw be thrown into there. Tony uh, Donald Cerrone goes back and forth between lightweight and welterweight all the time. So there's there's some fun fun matchups that could happen down the road. All right. That question, that question, Cerrone uh, versus Holloway sounds. So oh wait, fun. hold on. That, uh, Trump, first of all, Trumbo, love you. Always, always uh, leaving good questions. Uh, that question was like forty parts. Does that does that question have like forty different parts? That was so. There's a lot of question marks in there. Yeah. I glazed. Uh, I apologize. I glazed over uh, more so, <laughs> more so than usual when the questions are being read out. Um, uh, so it it really was just if Dustin Poirier beats Hooker, then that is the that, that what's next for him. That was it. That's the meat that's of the, the question. That's the meat of it, yeah. All the other stuff, hypotheticals. Okay. We got, I'll just throw out. We got I, I, Pet, Anthony Pettis could also return to lightweight. Right. He said he wanted to return to lightweight after his uh, win over Cerrone. So I want uh, I want Tony Ferguson, uh, Charles Oliveira to fight at some point, and then I want the win- I think the winner of that could face uh, if Dustin Poirier beats Dan Hooker. I would love to see um, Ferguson Oliveira winner versus Dustin Poirier. All right, there you go. Yeah. And Diego Fajardo is ta- like blitzing. Yeah, it's great. From the seaside, again, how come Andy Smith already has another fight lined up? Hashtag the A-side. How come? Because they, they wanted him to fight, and he said yes. Maybe, there you go. When is that fight, anyway? What is, is that August? Uh, let me, oh, let me hit the Google. Alexander Ratchik, which is sick, awesome fight. Um, oh. Yeah, um, my assumption is uh, Glover wants to take some time off, off his win, and... Um, Anthony, I guess the U. I guess Anthony Smith said he's good. He got his teeth fixed up. I was well, like, yeah. his teeth are back. And, in, his teeth are back in his head, and he's ready to go. Yeah. Ratchik and Smith, they're both coming off losses, so I, that matchup makes sense. I think if they're they're waiting to see what John Jones does, see if they want to make Glover versus Dominic Reyes or Thiago Santos. So I mm-hmm. think those three are all vying for either title shots or vacants or rematches or so on and so forth. So Smith Ratchik makes a lot of sense, and. You got Vulcan Ozdemir versus uh, Jerry. How do you pronounce his last name, Casey? Uh, the guy who fought in Ryzen. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But anyway, Prohachka, <laughs> Prohachka. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get used to saying that because I feel we're gonna be saying his name a lot soon. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm saying it right. I'm Anglic. That's my anglicized version of the name. I'm not sure I'm saying it right. But uh, yeah, Yuri Prohachka is how I would go with it. Um, uh, Rockage Smith, August 29th. Okay, uh, it's, it's, oh, it's a little. It's, okay, it's a little bit away. It's, it's not like yeah. it's not. We're used to these short notice fights. We're like yeah. we're fighting next week, but it's actually like two months away. So okay, that, that's yeah. why that's why it does make more sense. Yeah. Why is he fighting again? Because he's fought forty eight other times in his career. This is what Anthony Smith does. Yeah. I mean, he fought 
his, uh, before his first oh okay before his, no before his first fight with the UFC his first stint he had 27 pro fights already uh, and then when he came back his second stint he was at 36 pro fights so this is just what Anthony Smith does the guy fights he can have his teeth falling out one week and the next week he's like picking up the phone and yep uh, hook me up with another top 10 contender let's go uh, the guy the guy's a fighter man Rackick is awesome too and like he yeah. thought he, he lost a very close split decision I kind of thought he won. But mm-hmm. I see it go either way against Ozdemir a little bit well, ago. So, super good fight. Super good fight. I'm super- sure that like I'm sure the matchmakers are taking that in consideration too mm-hmm. when they're trying to fill these fight cards. People that genuinely don't generally don't back out. People that are gonna go the 100%. distance are gonna yep. fill it out. So Anthony yep. Smith is that guy. So he's probably first on their list to call. I also forgot about Jan Blahovitz doesn't even have a fight coming up. Uh, <laughs> neither does Corey Anderson. So light heavyweight has a lot or of Dominic scrap. Reyes. Or Dominic Reyes. Or John Jones. Nikita Krylov, Johnny Walker, Misha Serkinov, Ryan Spann, Shogun, and Lil Nog are going to throw down for the third time. All right, from Lucas Melotic. I apologize for mispronouncing that. If the rumors are true and Amanda Nunes actually retires or at least steps away for a bit, how do you book the vacant bantamweight title fight? Would you want to see Valentina jump up to bantamweight to challenge for it? Uh, so interesting question because we've talked a lot about what they're going to do with the featherweight title. But we haven't talked a whole lot of what they're going to do with the bantamweight title. So, cool, Alex. I'll start with you because I saw you nodding your head. If Manny <laughs> Nunes retires and or just steps away for a bit in, to prepare for motherhood, right. what do you do with the women's 135-pound title? I think my answer last week probably would have been different. But now that, that Aspen Ladd is injured, I think mm-hmm. it makes sense. Maybe the winner of home and Aldana take on GDR. Kind of makes That's sense. That's an awesome fight. Yeah, right. At Bantam, so it would be a re- it would be home GDR rematch at Bantamweight. I like that. Well, you really think the UFC is going to give GDR a chance to have a have a belt? Wait. Okay, Casey. Let's reread the question. Would you want to see or how do you book? Sorry, I reread it. I'm going to reread it again because I read it differently. <laughs> how, how do you, do book, you book it? The vacant. Yeah. That's how I book it. <laughs> oh, got him. Oh. Sorry, oh, Casey. Got him. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why she's cool, Alex. I would never get. I would never burn Casey like that. <laughs> so then, the top five at the hundred, the top six, I'll say, at one thirty-five is Amanda's the champ. So she's she's not in the ranks. Uh, GDR one, Holly Holm two, Aspinlad three, Juliana Pena four, Raquel Pennington five, Irene Aldana six. Uh, Raquel Pennington moved up to five. Irene Aldana fell down to six. That's the most recent. Changes so Aspen Ladd is out for the foreseeable future with a gruesome knee injury. Is Juliana Pena fighting at 125 or 135? I think she's still at 135. 135? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, her because she she beat Nico 135. Yes, that's right. Okay, and then Marion Renault just lost. Sarah McMahon doesn't have a fight. Correct? They didn't find a replacement. Nope, she's off the card. Uh, and then Yannick Gunakai eight and Kellen Vieta seven. Interesting. Yeah, then Julia Vila is sitting there at Dude, fifteen. The UFC they, they are they already booked they already booked this interim title fight. They just gotta change the name. Just Aldana versus Home, interim title. Just move that fight they could to do paper. That. Huh? Yeah. They could do that. Home's coming off a win. Aldana's coming off a a great victory. And um yeah, don't have that fight for a stupid contender fight. Have it for an interim title fight. Put um move that main event or even have the, ha, have an interim title fight as a main event for a fight night if they want if the UFC wants to do that. But they already had the answer right in front of them to me. Yeah. Should they not do that, though, I am all for Lucas's suggestion. And I could totally see the UFC doing it and just yeah. asking Valentina no. if she wants to come. I'm no not way. saying they should. You don't think they're going to – you don't think they will? No, because no, Dana, White is not, Dana White's already said he wants Wiley versus Valentina instead. Mm. He doesn't want oh, Valentina yes. 135. He goes, I don't oh. – he goes, I'm he, someone straight up uh, – Oscar Willis, I remember, go, is now the time to do Amanda Valentina 3, considering the first fight was three rounds. I think Valentina's starting to pull like pull out a little bit, or like like she's starting to come and put it together in the third round. If there was two, the questions were like, oh, if there was two more, let's see what happens. A lot of people, including myself, think Valentina won the second fight, uh, and then he Dana White immediately shot down that. He goes, I'd rather see Wiley Valentina uh-huh. than Amanda uh, Valentina. Three. First of all, oh yes, Dana White known for sticking to his word and never uh, never Wei going Li. back on it. You're right. Yes, Wei Li Zhang. He has yeah uh, two. 
that he specifically was saying, by the way, he did not want to see Nunez as Shevchenko right. again. That is really what's specific. I think he'd love the idea of her coming up and grabbing another title. Especially again, since the flyweight division at the moment, there just isn't anyone to book her up against right now. So I think if she wants to fight and the UFC sees this opportunity, and again, depending how the home Aldana fight shakes out, if they don't just make it for an interim title, which I, I they could, but I don't see that happening. I'm all for Lucas' suggestion. Valentina goes up and uh, becomes a champ champ, uh, much to the delight of Jed Mishu and uh, Dana White. <laughs> Alex, cool Alex. Would you rather see Valentina jump up to Bantamway to fight for a vacant title or challenge Whaley, or Whaley go to 125 for a super fight there? Yeah, I'd rather see Shevchenko and, and Whaley. Um, the only reason I'd want Valentina to go up to Bantamweight is to fight Amanda, and if Amanda's not there, then I don't see the point. Why? Fresh matchups. Wei like Lee has so many good matchups at Strawway. So I agree. Like, what, why, why, what, why are we screwing this up already? Again, Casey, again, <laughs> we're asking what would you rather see, not let's make this happen. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. This is stupid. So stupid. It's like if I say, what would you rather have, <sighs> purple or red shirt? And you're like, what about green? I'm like, that's not what I asked, guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have. The question sucks. All right. Fine. Casey. Who would you rather see Valentina fight next, then? I don't know. I'm over this. All right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm over this. Uh, the, truck, uh, the truck is upset. The truck is upset, guys. I'm getting... The truck has a flat tire. The truck has a flat tire. At Alexander K. Lee, I'm happy Whoa. to inform you that due to the other Alex failing to name or even mention oh. Mauro Nalo as best MMA commentator of all time in a recent episode, oh, you have been promoted to cool Alex. <laughs> well, wisely. I'm about to be demoted because this is one uh, one thing that Al, uh, cool Alex and I actually agree on. Because I and I, I want to be I want to be gentle here because I don't want uh, I, I have nothing. I, I think Morrow seems like a, a, a solid dude. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Morrow Nalo. Uh, I think his uh, enthusiasm unmatched. I mean, you cannot watch a Marvin Ronaldo fight and not get like into it. That that he does an amazing job of. Super knowledgeable. It's what it's. I'm not a fan of the esoteric references and the mm -hmm. random hip hop references. It, it, this is. I guess this mostly pertains to pro wrestling. I don't think he does this in MMA as much. Oh, he does. Does he? <laughs> no, nothing takes me out of a like an NXT match than when he drops some random uh, hip hop reference in the middle of a match. It takes me right out of it. And it's cool. Look, like get I said, cultured. Knowledgeable guy. Get cultured, man. Dude, Come on. Knowledgeable guy, but sometimes just talk about the damn match. Because nope. he's really good at it. When, when hey. he talks about a match or a fight, he's um, incredible. But, Morrow can uh, get uh, anyone excited about anything. And that's he, he, could get, you, he can get people excited about that beige shirt you're wearing. He is. He, is, so, he can make anything <laughs> great. I could take a button off, Jose. But, uh, wow. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, this is, oh, hey, sorry. Hey, we gotta, hey, we, I'm sorry. We're getting, we want to stay monetized. We're, we're on YouTube, guys. I know. We're monetized. On YouTube. We, YouTube's got standards. No strike. No strike. No strike. Please. Don't. We got to monetize. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's bad. I'm just, I just. I would not put him on the best commentators of all time. He's not. He's not uh, one of oh my, my favorite wrestling. So uh, sorry. Uh, I'm demoted back to other Alex, I guess, because uh, I'm in lockstep here with cool Alex. Who made this guy the king of uh, Alex rankings? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we have a panel. Coaches full of Alex's. I mean, there can't be strike the, MX. He might be the only one, so. All right, All right this is a lot from of Dan, questions. From All right. a good friend, Dan Shapiro, uh, now that we've publicly seen the rankings primer, how oh. do you fix the rankings? Mm -hmm. Fix them. We've already sort of answered that. Well, he, well he, answer, he answers the question right there. there <laughs> yeah, just fix them. Better corner person, Joshua Fabia or Latori oh. Gonzalez? What well, Fabia? Joshua what? Fabia won his last fight. Yeah. Yes, he did. And Coach Latori does yeah. not have a win yet. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Fabia won his last fight. And Latori, Latori, how do you say her name? Latori? Latori. She's undefeated as the coach. Technically, she's. Yes. I would phrase she, that untested. Undefeated, undefeated. Incomplete. Zero, zero Incomplete. losses. She has zero losses. She's also not coaching him. She's just yeah. there for moral support. No, no. She corner. has a little. She has a little name tag. It says corner. That's that's. Uh, yeah. She puts the ice bag on his back and what have well, you. Anyway, result. what's the over under on positive COVID tests on I'm Fight Island? I'm not going to answer that. That's a bit, <laughs> I, honestly. That's a loaded question. That's a that's a that's a morbid. I think that's a morbid thing to ask. I'm not. IDK. There you you, go. you, my you sicko. One I hope no one tests positive. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Wait. Wait. What kind of answer could we say? Like, oh yeah, that's right. I like that answer. Yeah. If you're, let me put it, I'll put it this way. If you're, if someone out there is actually like putting out odds and gambling on how many people are going to get COVID at like a, a, a UFC event or any sporting event, you're sick. 
I'll just say right now, you have a problem. So that's are you not, saying? Are you not, saying? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about this uh, uh, Dan Shapiro necessarily, but I'm saying Annette Shapiro. But I know there's people out there who gamble on anything, and if there's people who are bidding odds on, oh, how many people get sick at this event or this event, like that's you need to take a step back. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, thank you for the question, Dan. From Mike J. Batista, longtime fan. Mm-hmm. How do you? Th- how do you think the cultural upheaval slash revolution spurned by the Black Lives Matter movement will affect the UFC slash MMA's cultural moving culture moving forward, i.e. how black fighters and other minorities are promoted and viewed by fans? Uh, I do not think spurned is the word. Spurred, spurred, I believe, spurred, spurred, yes, yeah, spurred. Spurned means to be rejected by, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So I do not believe it's spurned. Which, which you have been many times, Jose. So you're very familiar with that word. Um, Ooh, so wow. sp- I'm sure Mike... I I Mike, Mike cuts deep, huh? Mike, Mike, Mike I hurt you, Jose. I was Mike more like, where did that come from? <laughs> Mike <laughs> meant spurred. Uh, became coming from the MMA media thing, just pulling random things out of the air to make a headline. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll start with you, uh, basic Alex. Oh. Uh, how do you think the cultural upheaval revolution uh, by moved forward by the Black Lives Matter movement will affect the UFC? I, I can't imagine much at all. I don't I don't know. I mean, for one thing, again, you know, UFC President Dana White is not exactly the most gung-ho as far as, like, broadcasting this message. I know they did the George Floyd, uh, you know, dedication. And then after that, uh, did they join the rest of the sporting organizations oh. in, in putting out a, no. a statement on their social media? There was That's a – no, yeah, UFC statement. 250 um, mm-hmm. out- – well, Alex, I know you watch because you and I are send videos back and forth uh, from the press conferences. But uh, a, a local reporter straight up asked Dana, like, are you going to put out a statement uh, similar to like other promotions? And Dana was so confused by the question that she had to ask it three times, three different ways. And he was just so confused. And then the next week. John Morgan just goes, I think there was a little bit of confusement, confusing last week. And he asked the question again, and Dana gave another confusing non-answer. So, uh, no, I don't think this is going to change anything. I think it could change how the fighters move forward uh, in, 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 their, in speaking out, but I don't think it's going to change Dana White whatsoever. Pretty much. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, fighters themselves, individually, how they talk to the media, how, like, uh, like, Devin Clark, you know, holding the holding the yeah. fist up, things like that. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, I, I actually, I, and I, ho- I hope we see, I hope we see some more of that from um, white fighters and um, non African American fighters too to support um, other other fighters who are supporting the um, Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement. Well, they don't have to be just be African American. Israel Adesanya is not African American because he's not American. Yeah. Uh, I saw there was a huge argument about that on non MMA related question. Like someone called. Uh, the person, I can't remember his name, the actor from Get Out, who's from the UK. Okay. Uh, Kaluuya, Kaluuya. Yeah, someone called him African-American. He's like, he's not American. He's just right. a black actor. Mm-hmm. And I, anyway, that's yeah. another conversation. But uh, I, I, yeah, will, I, I, will, I will say I do think uh, we are noticing some uh, connection between sort of this general social upheaval and awareness. And if you want to like kind of lump it all together, the Black Lives Matter movement, and then plus the, you know, the a call, not a call for unionization, but the protest from like, you know, the upper, uh, upper tier fighters. Uh, I mean, it's not, a, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's all happening now that the speaking out movement that's happening now in professional wrestling, very, very important thing to read about. Um, again, they're not directly tied together. Of course, they're very different issues, but I do think uh, we are seeing very much on social media and just kind of, and, and on the mainstream media, um, a lot of these things are coming up and people are, are, are finding motivation to speak and the out. Com- and the comedy world is happening yes, right now. Yes, that's right. That's right. With so, uh, a few so it's somewhat tied together, yeah. But 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 BLM directly affecting the UFC's decisions as far as promoting black athletes. Uh, d- this, I don't think this, this, like this ain't this ain't NASCAR. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other issue. Oh, the truck coming in hot. That's a whole other issue. I don't. Anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll ask we'll ask Mike Perry tomorrow during the media day. <laughs> Jesus, please what? don't. He, he's make, he's he, he's what he's he's please. He's, he's been very public of, about his heritage. So, uh huh. Just. Just saying, bro. Okay. All right. Good. Good question, Mike. We keep good it light. Question, we keep it light. Uh, is this worth? Okay, From yeah. Kiwi underscore MMA and Z. Mark, don't need to eat your microphone. Okay. <laughs> okay. With New Zealand, with New Zealand having no cases of COVID or community transmission and rugby being back on with fifty thousand people in attendance at the stadium. 
Could we possibly see Stylebender versus the Eraser down under later this year? By later this year, do you mean like fourth quarter? <laughs> I if that would be earliest if they're to first fans, because I know again we I mentioned this before. Dana White said he's not even thinking about fans right now. I think I was, he's really focused on just Abu Dhabi and Vegas. Yeah, I was looking into this, and so this rugby match that he's talking about was between two local teams. So presumably everybody that was in the stadium was a New Zealand. Uh, citizen so i don't think that new zealand's ready to just start you know flocking people to the island but that is a very good point because wasn't the issue was dan hooker not getting into the states but him getting back back. yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's an excellent point i had not thought of that if they want the eraser versus the style versus or israel adesanya versus paulo costa they're gonna need to fill up that card they're gonna they can't just make it all new zealand versus new zealand yeah that's an excellent point you could try but There's gonna be. I don't know if you saw the news. How like the EU is there? Everyone's considering about basically banning ban from the states Americans, Russians, <laughs> and Brazilians from all the EU. And New Zealand has been as as far as they're like almost one of the gold standards as far as like how to control the COVID nineteen outbreak. I think they're down to like zero new cases. It's like really incredible what they're doing down there. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Is Stylebender Eraser going to be down? Could it be in New Zealand? It actually could be, but I highly doubt it because if they are going to do that, I would assume they would the, U, the New Zealand government, if they bring in any fighters, they would require them to be under a two-week quarantine mm-hmm. before they're even like two-week quarantine. That's and like that's that's a strict quarantine. That's not like a stay-at-home thing. When you go to the grocery store. It means like you're locked in a hotel room for two weeks. Like people mm-hmm. slide food under your door. That's about it. And I just don't think I don't see how the UFC can have all these athletes and staff from across the world and media come to New Zealand for a two-week quarantine, too. And I just think it'd be very difficult. They'll just There's just too many issues that could come up, so I highly doubt it. More time for Paolo to tweet. Yeah. I was I was going to be, man, I was all gung-ho on the idea after reading uh, Mark's tweet, but uh, Alex Savas and Casey and you, Jose, you guys raised some really good points, and now I just feel like an idiot for wanting it, but uh yeah no that's that's true i hadn't thought about all those restrictions i thought just throw them in a stadium it'll be fine but yeah that's, no that's a good point that's a good point I, I won't speak on this name further. excellent question mark yeah it is a good question mark a good, very good question question for the asi live chat which champion outside of the ufc has the best chance of becoming champ in the ufc excluding dj so all mm-hmm. champions in every promotion who could be champion in the UFC? Uh, Chris Cyborg could probably be champion in the UFC. I want to see that rematch so bad. Yeah. I think uh. Douglas Lima is an amazing fighter. Um, I was going to... Patric- Patricio Pitbull, for yeah. sure. I was going to just cheat and say Kayla Harrison. If the, I, I think you throw her in there with any 155-pound opponent, uh, uh, she's probably just going to beat them. There, there is, But I'm just saying, if they, you know, if they did the... You know, create create a division thing uh, if they plan to bring in Kayla Harrison because I don't think she's ever dropping down to featherweight. So if um, if she did, they do bring her over, there would essentially be a, a, a title fight tailor made for her. But it's a bit of a cheap answer. I just thought of a dream fight I want to see, and I don't want them to fight because I I really enjoy both these fighters how they fight. But Izzy versus Musasi, that just kind of <sighs> yes, getting sweaty. Yes, but um, yeah, there's Love there's it. obviously a lot. There, I think I think this for this answer. I think there's lots of champions. Um, you could see, um, who what divisions do you not see it happening? Just like nah. light he- light heavyweight. You, uh, you, I don't think you think you think, 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 think you don't think Ryan Bader has made enough improvements, and you don't think John Jones is. You think John Jones is. I think he's no made. An, I think he has made enough improvements not to be submitted. I think it would be a very close fight, but I just think John is one step. Ahead of everyone at light heavyweight, not named Daniel, unless Daniel Cormier drops back down to light heavyweight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't see Bader grinding him out, and I don't see him sleeping him. Like that light heavyweight, that heavyweight tournament he was in, where he was just melting everyone and grinding him out, I don't think he does that to John. John Jones' chin is unbelievable, and I don't think anyone is grinding out John Jones. Where do you put Ryan Bader as far as worldwide rankings at 205? Top five. Top five. Top five? Like you still put him top behind five. like Reyes and I don't know who else is. Whoever he wants mm, to top five. I would say he could be. I say. I don't know the answer to this. I'm just kind of like, I think you it's know. hard. Mm-hmm. Like full disclosure, it's really hard to talk about that because I'm. I was friends with Ryan Bader before I was in the MMA media. Like that's why I don't cover his fights. Like mm. when I go to Bellator events or even when he's fighting the UFC, I would tell my editors at various places. Like I can't 
like cover Ryan because I had a relationship with him even like similar to when Luke Thomas worked for us. He couldn't do predictions for Ryan Hall because he hmm. was coached by Ryan Hall. So I, it's very difficult for me to talk about Bader because I knew him at ASU even before he was an MMA fighter. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at the light heavyweight rank, the official UFC rankings. So I, I guess we're not, if we're saying top five, we're including the champion, I guess. Yeah, as well. yeah, always. Right, okay. So so the UFC official, John Jones, I agree. Dominic Reyes, second, I agree. Uh, Tiago Santos, they have third. And then Jan Vlhovic, fourth. And then Corey Anderson. Would I put Ryan Bader over Corey Anderson? Um, I would. You don't put you don't put you won't you won't put Ryan Bader above Jan? I don't know. I would. I Jan's would. really good. You look at me, so look, look at Jan's resume. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he's on a streak right now, but I mean, he's on a hot streak, and that's why he, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, that's how you get title shots. You just gotta get in that streak. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you know one name we forgot, Kyoji Horiguchi. He could be champ in the UFC. I, he's got smoked though. That's the thing is, I don't know. Now he's got. So he yeah, but. Oh, but could it be a champion. Which oh, champion true. has yeah, the yeah. best chance? He has a yeah. chance. Could he oh, be a champion? At you 1. know what? We're about, yeah. we're about to find out. The UFC just signed two amazing Ryzen champ, Ryzen yeah. champions mm-hmm. with Manel Cape yeah. and um, yeah. Jerry. Oh, I'm, I can't say his last. I gotta learn to say his last uh, name. Yeah. Yeah. And those are two really good fighters. And yeah, yeah. Well, so, what about uh, Alima? I want to see it. I just want to see it. She herself. She herself said, "Like Valentina's." Like on another level, like she's, it's like she says that, like she was on this show and she's like she's on another level. Yeah, that, yeah, but she says I'll take that fight, I'll do it. Yeah, but I, I, I love that's what I love about Lima. She's, she's never gone into a fight going like oh, I'm gonna whoop this girl's butt. She's like oh god, I don't know, this is, you know. That's how. She's, but if you talk to Lima, that's how she just kind of is. She, she does, she does. She's not one of those fighters like. She's like the opposite of Connor, and it's in that Connor's like I'm gonna knock Mayweather out in two seconds. No, whatever, <laughs> one second. You know, like she's all like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm trying my best." You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I really like fighters like that. Yeah. Any, any other, any, anything else? We're lumping and we lumping Invicta into this too because a lot of the sure. Invicta champions have gone on to the UFC. Who are the? Invicta I mean, champions? well, we have an Invicta champion coming up this weekend. Uh, Jin Yu Fry is 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 uh, she's you know vacated the the Adamweight title of course, but she's uh, fighting uh Kay Hansen this uh Saturday at I assume one, oh, I guess one fifteen obviously um yeah. so yeah so she uh, do I think she's gonna Ooh. be going on a strawweight title run anytime soon uh, I don't know strawweight I think is better than people think but there you go there's one champion coming over Vanessa so Vanessa Porto yeah mm-hmm. you, which the UFC won't sign for some reason I there's <laughs> no reason why she's not in the UFC I do wonder don't you think to some degree uh, that uh uh Shannon Knapp maybe asked them not to sign her and nah, she wouldn't do no, that no 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 she she always encourages. You're, over, to go you're, you're overthinking yeah. this. Yeah, she encourages fighters to go as soon as they can. Anyway, yeah. thank you for the question. That was an interesting. I can't say I don't see your name, but that was a good question. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Let's. I, we didn't get a question on this, but I want to talk about. It. Let's talk about Jin Yu Fry versus Kay Hansen. Yeah, that's the weirdest fight I've ever heard. In one <laughs> week, I'm like, it was just like I saw these. I saw. Oh, Jin Yu Fry's in the UFC. She's moved to 115. Yes, yeah. I've been saying this for years. She needs to move up to 115. Um. Cool, she's in the UFC. Oh, she's fighting next week. Holy crap! And then, holy shit, she's fighting Kay Hansen. I was like, and Kay Hansen, I think is is a is a decent straw. She's like, it's a decent she's like twenty. Yeah, she's, she's like twenty. 20? I was like, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a. Yeah. So we, we just don't know how good she's Kay Hansen no. can become. Um, but like, I'm just so curious about that fight. According to Topology, Kay is the slight favorite, minus one fifty. Okay. Do you think we could get another similar to Poirier Holloway one where Holloway was so young and it lost, but then it looked like look who he became later on? I don't know. Like, Kay, I, don't, I, I don't think uh, Kay is that person, but who? she's such she's yeah. such a wild card though. But we didn't like, think she is such a wild card. Like she's you know we talk about how, how young she is. She's the kind of fighter that's so young she doesn't know if she's overmatched, she doesn't know if she's in trouble in a fight. Like she just, she is always, always pushing and like competing. Like she's a lot of fun to watch. Is she, I, I don't know how she's going to deal with, with uh, Jin Yu Fry, but uh, I don't mind the matchup. I actually think it is a weird it's matchup to make, but, but I'm, but it's kind of like the, besides the two, uh, on the main week, and On one week's notice, like what? Well, she's done that. She's done that before. She's fought. She's, she, uh, Kay Hansen takes a fight. Yeah. I think that's normal for her. There's a normal camp for her. Yeah, but um, it's still, it's different. It's different. <laughs> It's the, yeah, it's the UFC, right? Uh, but uh, that's actually kind of the fight I'm looking forward to the most, besides the the main and co-main. I think that's gonna be so cool to watch. And I'm super. I think you pull. That... Sorry. I think you pulled two women right out of Invicta on one week's notice, making their UFC debuts. 
they're both going to want to prove something. And I feel like we've been seeing that a lot lately with people making their UFC debuts. We've seen a lot of first round knockouts lately. And maybe it's a small octagon. I don't know. But I'd like to see a statistic over the years of like UFC debuts and quick finishes. Mm. Those UFC debuts either go really well or really poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's, there's mm-hmm. usually not too much middle ground. So as you've seen, you know, we saw with, um, with Tyson Amp, Last- opponent, uh, Max. Yeah. But then we Justin have James. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, James, it's either right? that way yeah. or that way. It's, the middle mm-hmm. ground is very small. And then I think the great, and then you get that anomaly like Justin Gaethje, who like just puts on one of the greatest fights of all time in their UFC debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Maybe the question, anonymous person. Yeah, uh, <laughs> anonymous person. Um, go back on YouTubers, people, interneters. Go to Fight Pass and watch Kay Hansen's fight versus Jacob. Um, oh, no, Sharon, Sharon Jacobson. Sharon Jacobson. One of the best comebacks I've ever seen. Just an unreal comeback. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, that was... Yeah, that you was, gotta at least find the clip to yeah. finish. That was the most random... I mean, we should describe it, right? Who is uh, this? What, what did you say? Uh, Sharon Jacobson and Kay Hansen. So Sharon Jacobson, really really that- good really good wrestler, classic grinder. She was on her way to winning a decision. And yeah. she kind of goes for this like suplex at the end of the fight to, to kind of punctuate right, her right. win. And I don't know if she slipped or it was Kay's defense, but Kay kind of lands on top of her. And I think, what did she get, Kay? An arm bar, Yeah, arm bar from the bottom. Yeah. Literally, I think, I think maybe five seconds left in the fight or something. It was, it's one of those things that nobody talks about enough. It was one of those amazing moments of yeah. uh, last year. Right? Yeah, I, I think um, I, I put it as my number two or three submission of the year. It was, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to answer this question. It's not really a question, but... Um, Would love if UFC had a 105-pound women's division. Yeah, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, I, I, we're, they're going to dump the, the women's featherweight pretty soon. We all know yeah. that. We're gonna, we're, Me- Megan Anderson and Felicia, those ladies, they will go to Bellator. And Bellator have a loaded 45 division. That's going to be freaking awesome when Bellator gets going. Mm-hmm. Open up the atomweight division. Open it up. You know yeah. it's never going to happen, Casey. I'm going to put tables on you here. Shut up! <laughs> I don't <laughs> like you. <laughs> Everyone settle down. Everyone settle down. Come on. Oh, I want that. I'm um, waiting to visit you so much. No. I, I saw Hamasaki Ham fight at a sold-out Saitama Arena last year in front of like 40,000 people. Two 105ers beating the crap out of you. One of the best fights I've seen. It was so awesome. And just... I want to see more. I want to see more Adam Waits in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Carla can be another inaugural champion. Yep, I was gonna say. I think yeah. I think I think that belt's ready for Carla too. Where she belongs. Uh, let me um, go to the YouTube comments for some questions. Uh, here, ooh, that's too big. <laughs> do you, from Ollie. Do you prefer the smaller cage to the bigger cage? And champion and championship fight. Do you want to see the smaller cage? I want Adesanya versus Costa in a smaller cage. I don't think you said smaller cage enough in that sentence, guy. <laughs> uh, I like the smaller cage, but I don't really have a. I don't care enough. Like I, if someone goes gun to my head, well, I'm like, sure, smaller cage. That's, that's yeah. more exciting. But if the UFC is like, no more smaller cage, we're like, okay, I don't really care. Adesanya Costa is going to rule even if it's on like the roof of a whatever building. I absolutely do care. Just imagine Romero versus Adesanya in the small cage. I think that's a completely different fight. I think it's a completely different. It better be. Romero might might win that fight. I think Adesanya definitely um, benefits from the big cage. Um, I think someone like Romero, yeah, I think that fight's very much different. But um, Adesanya Costa, I really think the outcome is the same. With that but small cage all the way if i had to pick i'll say uh bigger cage only because i i get it the smaller cage does result in more finishes but i'm not of the camp that believes you know finishes equal quality fights equal excitement of course they always equal excitement but i don't necessarily think it means it makes for a better fight so uh, i'm probably just being traditional and probably because i'm used to the bigger cage but i'll say i'll say uh, a bigger cage alex cool alex smaller big yeah, no preference. I'm not out there fighting, you know, whatever the, whatever works. Small cage, but action, 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 action. Man, that's what we want. Um, no, I want ducking and dodging and evading and staring and fainting. I like a lot of, I like a good faint, Casey. Max El Kukui Holloway, what are your guys' thoughts on Dana oh. saying the UFC is an opportunity, not a career? Uh, other Alex, is the UFC an opportunity or a career? <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. I'm going to hurt. I feel like I'm going to hurt someone's feelings here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, it's he's kind of right. It's Ooh. not a career. I'm sorry, man. It's he's I hated that he said it. Uh, it. It was almost like a keeping it real goes wrong moment. Like, I feel like, whoa, it's like, Dana, you don't. That might be kind of the open secret that we're all kind of acknowledging. But you don't say it. You don't say that to your I can't imagine being a fighter. Uh, and hearing that and hear, hearing someone's uh, maybe some people might find it motivating but i think for a lot of fighters who it is their livelihood who who do ba- you know bank on getting three fights a year and making money that way and paying their bills that way to hear it's not a career man I, I, like you know we joke about all the time like whether it's even a sport or not but at the very least i i would think that the president of the company would treat it like like a job and treat his athletes like professionals well, we can um, always say that you only got two jobs make weight show up to fight well, that's a job. Right, exactly. He doesn't. Job, Dana White doesn't. Right? Hey, you only got two opportunities to make yeah. weight and to fight. There's two opportunities. He doesn't ever says that. Yeah. That's, so I'm not. Saying, I'm not job. saying I disagree. I'm not saying I disagree with the sentiment, but I'm also not the president of the UFC, and I do disagree with him saying it. That that's just not something that you say to your fighters. I, I can't imagine that being motivating. Again, I'm not a fighter. Maybe I'm wrong, but did you guys uh, see all the memes for UFC four? coming out it was like fake covers it was like ufc4 and it goes includes second job opportunity yeah. <laughs> i love it i thought it was so funny oh man how do you wait alex i'm, I'm genuinely curious how why, why you think it that it's not a career uh well gosh why is it not a career? again like i said i i i view definitely view uh mma as more as a form of entertainment and i view the people in it as athletes okay so that's so i'm not saying it's it's uh well, I am. I do say it often that I don't know how much of it is as a traditional sport as, as we view the word sport. But again, I would say that about a lot of sports, by the way. I, I've been quoted many times saying the only real sport left is, of course, uh, professional wrestling. So uh, take my <laughs> take my comments with a grain of salt. Um, but uh, no, I, I, for me, a career, for me. Wait, so if fighting is a career, then it's going to be. No, of course not. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Oh, shots fired. That's no, awesome. Question, question, this is, question. This is not a career. No, absolutely. It's not a career. Who- question, question, question. Is, we- is, yeah. is is mixed martial arts a career? Wait, and wait, UFC wait. an opportunity? Wait, wait, wait Alex, for, 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 for our podcasters, please read the comment that's on the screen. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jessica of the Crystal Crew, uh, beloved fan, says, uh, wait, so fighting isn't a career. Then is MMA media a career? Uh, rolling on the floor, laughing emoji, uh, monkey covering <laughs> eyes emoji. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Thank you, Jessica. Yes, but Jessica's, well said. Jessica's correct. Is this a career? I don't know. You know, I, 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 I'm doing okay with it, thankfully. Would I call it a career? I don't know. We'll see. I, give, give me another five years in the business. We'll see what I think about it. But, um, I, yeah, I, I, I just think it's, 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 hard, it's hard for fighters uh, to take the responsibilities seriously, the many responsibilities that the UFC piles on them. Uh, and 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 be told it's an opportunity. So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they kind of present it as a career, but just based on the longevity, the longevity of the average fighter and the way these opportunities are doled out, I don't know. I don't know if that's how a career should work. We hope that answered your question. Casey shakes his head. He probably didn't. Cool. Alex is looking puzzled at a at other Alex. We'll, we'll so. fight about it later. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll see you on Slack. Do, any, do we have any more questions, Casey? Uh, any fun ones? La, 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 la. We started like eight minutes late. We can go. We've, got, we've, gone, o- we've gone over an hour. Okay. Are we I'm done? Sorry. So many good questions. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done. I love I'm the way we didn't, out. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't get to the tattoo question. I saw whoever asked that. Casey didn't. Oh, pick. What, him. what was the tattoo question? I missed it. Exactly. He didn't even look at it. Uh, so we'll get it. We'll get I'm it. Not equipped. I'm not equipped to answer that. I am. Um, but any, anything, there's no, no other questions, Casey, before we wrap it up. Um, some, someone said, um, if you grew up in central Florida, you would understand Mike Perry a little more. I am from central Florida and I totally get Mike Perry. (laughs) I, 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 I spent many, many years in Ocala and Daytona. And so I, I'm aware of what central Florida is. So, Hey, my dog. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just so gonna lightning around a couple of questions I saw on Twitter. Yeah, uh, what's the what's the under the radar fight you guys think isn't getting talked about enough on this weekend's card? I said uh, Hanson Fry. I don't know. Would you got you guys? Hanson Fry and the debut of Miranda Maverick, future title yeah. contender, future title yeah. contender, right there. Invicta represent this weekend. And um, this is actually one I actually want to hear you guys. I think what uh, from Kenta Thusen, should Max Roscoff get another opportunity in the UFC, or or go on a developmental deal with the UFC? 
I think you should get another shot considering you took a fight on short notice. But, cool, but, Alex. But, but what, about cool. the, what about the developmental option? Cool, Alex. <laughs> He's um, I really want. I'm going to plug uh, Mike Heck's interview here, which I think yeah, just dropped like 10 minutes ago. I want to hear his side. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm really curious to see what his side of the story is, and then I would answer that question. Ah. Uh, um. Good Casey? journalism, Casey. You're not I, sitting this one out. Max Roscoff, should you get another thing? Should you do a developmental deal? What do you think? He is UFC worthy, um, but how old is he? 20? 20? 25. 25. Okay, 25. Um, but only five, pro, six pro fights now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's 25. That's not really, de- that's not really developmental, uh, to be honest. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Give him another fight, and um, good luck, young Max. Uh, yeah, but definitely everyone check out that Mike Heck thing that just dropped. Uh, Max Roscoff, very, very thoughtful young man, as you'll see, you guys will see in the interview. interview. I have, interview. Yeah. I have, I have watched it. It mm-hmm. is deep. He yeah. gets real deep. Very, not just very on, honest. Not very just honest. on Robert Drysdale, but like also just like his, what goes through his head, like on a day to day basis in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So give it a watch. It is, it is, it is interesting. It is super interesting. Uh, is that a, is that a wrap? Yeah, I'm playing, All right, the, I'm that's playing, I'm playing the outro music now. All right, we're playing the outro music now. This has been Jose. This has been the Wednesday edition of the ASA Live Chat. I'm going to Vegas tomorrow for UFC on ESPN. What is it, 12, 11? I can't honestly remember. It's all lost in my head. Uh, but I'm going to <laughs> Vegas tomorrow, so we'll be back with another weigh-in show. We'll be back with another preview show. We'll have all of virtual media day that the uh, the Alex's and Damon and Mike and everyone and Casey and Esther will hold down the fort during that while I'm driving. Uh, Alex and Alex, anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Nope. That's what I thought. I'll just say Jose, <laughs> Jose's on that grind, guys. I hope you people at home appreciate Jose's on that grind. I think only, I think last week, you didn't do last week, but before that you were Jacksonville, Las Vegas. You are putting in the miles, my friend, and uh, I hope people appreciate it. You are, damn, you are working hard. I'm getting, t- I'm getting me, tired of thinking about it. Someone send me uh, good ideas for uh, road trip snacks. <laughs> and? Um, they... Just tweet them at me. <laughs> oh, what, should oh, bring, oh. what should I bring on road, what snacks should I bring on my road trip? Anyway, Casey, anything you want to say? <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, I just want to say, uh, Jose is only going to these fights for the free COVID testing, because... He's in a peachy dish of disease right now in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Don't even yeah. remind me right now. Uh, my girlfriend's restaurant has been just out of control with like people not wanting to wear masks and being rude and everything. It's been really? out of control. But anyway, yeah. yeah, people are people are super rude. Like, Because now in Arizona, there's a 250, you can be fined $250 for not wearing a mask at a restaurant or anything. People are still not wanting to wear a mask. But anyway. Why? Because America. But okay. that's Alex. That's cool, <laughs> Alex. That's Casey. I don't know where you all are on my screen. I'm Jose. I'll be in Vegas this tom- this weekend. I'll see you next Wednesday, guys. Alex, dance. Cool, Alex. He's dancing. Thank you. Oh, I, well, I want to dance, but okay. I won't dance then. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. <laughs>